Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing day so far. I am super stoked that you are joining me for today's episode because we're going to have a conversation about Christian Girl School Advice and just helping you guys navigate school. And I'm joined with a very special guest, Nokusitanda Ngule, aka God's Daughter. She has a YouTube channel called God's Daughter Ministry, and she's just doing amazing things for the kingdom of God right now. Hey girl, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. It's nice to be here. I'm very, very excited. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Before we jump into the conversation, I just wanted to ask you, I want to get to know you a little bit more. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and the YouTube channel and why you started it? Well, as you already said, I'm Nozi Tanda, also known as God's Daughter, and I run an online ministry called God's Daughter Ministry. I live my life by the motto of God's will, God's way, God's time, as well as living so life for Christ. And that's actually the motto of the ministry. I love God and I love talking about him. And I'm very, very pr- passionate about spreading the word. And that is what led me towards creating GD Ministries. And I started GD Ministries in 2018. And that was all through the spirit. Because I know that if I, if I did it by myself, I would not be where I am today. And I learned so, so much from reading the Bible, from studying the Bible, from watching sermons and listening to devotionals that I didn't want to keep all that I learned to myself. And I was just itching to share it with someone. And that led me to starting Gene Ministries. And through this ministry, I just want to encourage others, especially young people, to stand up for Christ, to live for him and to step into the Christ identity. That's awesome. I love your motto. You said God's will, God's plan, God's way, you know, and that's so powerful because everything in life is in God's hands. You know, we could have many plans. We could literally plan our whole lives out. But if it doesn't fit into God's will and purpose for our lives, it's not going to happen. I love how you said God's teaching you things as you journey this Christian life and how you're not just keeping it to yourself because, you know, the gospel isn't just a message for you. It's a message for everyone. And I love how you're using your voice and the platform God has given you to be the light of the world and to build God's kingdom and make more disciples. So I want to jump straight into this conversation about being a Christian in school. If you could look back at your school journey, I know you just finished school um, in 2019, right? Yeah. So if you could look back at your school career, what good Christian good advice would you give yourself, your younger self? I think the best best advice that I can give is to put God first. You know, like Matthew 6 verse 33, it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will follow. I think when we put God first in everything, it becomes easier for us to be who God created us to be. It becomes easier for us to stand in our faith 
and live out God's plan. So that's one advice that I can give myself because I know even in high school, as much as I was a Christian, I didn't put him first in everything. And that showed in my life. But when I came to university, I started spending more time with him and I actually started putting him first in my life and everything just became easier. And so that's one thing that I can give. And I think another piece of advice that I can give is don't pursue, don't stop pursuing God just because people don't agree with you or the people around you are kind of ridiculing you or just pushing you aside just because of the fact that you're a Christian. I know that being Christian in this world is kind of taboo and in high yeah. school it's worse because of us, we, we kind of care what people think of us and we want to like make a name for us in high school. Um, but when you put God first, it helps you with your identity so that you no longer find identity in the world. You don't find identity in people, but you find it in God. And when you find your identity in God and you know who you are, you're able to not be affected by what people think and you just live your life freely for Christ. That's so good. That's such good advice. I love what you said about putting God first in your life because I feel like, you know, it's so easy these days to get, especially in school, to get so caught up Mm -hmm. in your homework and your assignments and all your tests coming up that we kind of forget God. You know, we could go through our whole day, even if our day is productive and successful, sometimes we find ourselves not even talking to God, not even taking the time to be still and get into his presence. You know, I found it so crazy how sometimes we find so much time for Netflix and TV, but, you know... such a little time for God. And so, you know, just learning to prioritize him in your life, even if you have a busy day, making sure you set aside time to be with him and being like, you know what, this is my time with God and nothing is going to come between it and nothing's going to interfere with it. And I also loved what you said about not finding our identity in what other people say. But, you know, finding our identity in God, not finding our identity in our worth in our school um, or our school performance or sports or culture or, um, you know, other people's opinions, but finding our identity in Christ and who he says we are. Because if you think about it, the only person who has the authority to define us is God because he is our creator. Yeah. So, you know. I think a lot of us, we know what God's, who God says we are, but we also know who people say we are. And so what happens sometimes is we put God's, we put other people's opinions higher than God's opinions. And that's one of the things that will stop us from walking boldly in our faith and, you know, not being ashamed of the gospel and to preach it to everyone. So you're talking about prioritizing your relationship with God. What does your quiet time look like? When I have quiet time, I normally start off with, I pray first. So I pray over myself. I pray over others. I pray over the session that I'm about to have. And then I start listening to praise and worship. Or It depends on how long the songs are, but I normally like to do like four, five, six songs. Then after that, I sit down and I watch sermons from YouTube. And after that, I pray over what I learned. And then I go about doing, going about my day. Other times, it's the same thing. Like I would sit down, praise and worship, and then I would do Bible studies. And a lot of the times, I think my quiet time isn't always um, organized or a set time or a set way. Because sometimes 
me having quiet time could me could be me sitting in the car listening to praise and worship. Me having quiet time could be me sitting outside and just talking to God, or just Definitely. reading the Word, or just reading up on like getting to know more about the Bible and trying to increase my knowledge of that. So it's not just limited to just you know sitting down and praying, but it's growing your knowledge of Christ while also growing and feeding your spirit, man, whatever you can throughout the day. Definitely. And that just shows how, you know, you don't only have to um, spend time with God in the morning and the night during your quiet time, but you can also spend time with him throughout the whole day. If you're going to work, if you're stuck in traffic, pray, talk to him, tell him about your day because he wants Mm -hmm. to hear about it, even though he knows he wants to hear you and that just shows the love God has for his people. And, you know, I love how you start your devotion with prayer, you know, before you do anything else, just preparing your heart to receive what God has for you. And then you also incorporated worship. And you know what? Sometimes I can literally spend an hour, not just, you know, not even reading my Bible, just like listening to worship music and just like, you know, lying there in the presence of God. It just, it's so awesome. So now I want to talk about peer pressure. And, you know, sometimes when we surround ourselves with the wrong people, we're tempted to do things that aren't necessarily godly. So what are some of the things that, you know, if you have some things, what are some of the things that you found yourself not being able to do that a lot of your friends were doing? In high school, I know a lot of people love to party and people love to go out, but that's not the type of person that I am. And so I like to keep to myself. But I know that even though they went out and stuff, during the week, I still hang out with them. And, you know, sometimes they just, it's one of those things where whatever they talk about, you also want to be included in that. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of like you want to do the same things just so you can be included and you can be sort of like accepted. So I think that type of thing. I think also like also with dating, you know, like how in high school everyone's dating. Yeah. So now you everyone's dating you, you want to do it. And <laughs> it's just... <sighs> I remember also um, in high school when I, I was dating some guy, but then I broke up with him because I wanted to focus on God. And that brought a lot of criticism and it moved a lot of people away from me because now I was focusing on God. And I was prioritizing God and they just thought that I was taking this God thing too seriously. And I lost some friends because of that. And that just shows that when you choose to prioritize God in your life and to make him your focus and your center, you're choosing to be different. And I think, you know, what a lot of people going into high school, especially one of the things they're afraid about is being different. When I first went into high school, you know, people would tell me, be yourself, be different. Everyone else is taken. But that's easier said than done you know being yourself easy said but actually stepping into it is so hard and so you know when I first started going to high school I wanted to be like everyone else I wanted to fit in and so you know the thought of being different scared me and the thought of stepping into the person God had called me to be was like super terrifying but um, I had to remind myself that I'm not called to fit in I wasn't made to be like everybody else because of Bible says that um, 
I'm set apart. You know, God has called me to be holy and righteous in his eyes and not the world's eyes. And so sometimes being different means losing friends because you choose not to do things that other people are going to do. Sometimes being different means obeying God, even when your friends don't like it, you know. Sometimes being different means prioritizing God over the other things of this world. And, you know, that kind of leads to this topic of boundaries and setting boundaries for yourself. And I think it's so important for us as Christians going into school, but not just going to school, just life in general to set boundaries for ourselves. So, so do you have maybe some boundaries you set for yourself in high school or looking back some boundaries you would have liked to set for yourself? I think one thing I would have not wanted to do is go with the crowd and just be myself because it also like you said you know when you come in and people tell you to be yourself but even when you are you're yourself people still judge you people still like you know all of that so I think one thing I would have put a boundary on is anyone who didn't like me for me, we wouldn't be that close or I wouldn't give you the time of day. Because if I'm hanging, hanging around people who are putting me in a block or putting me in a certain criteria and not allowing me to flourish and be who I am, then there's, you know, it's not helping me on my journey with God because they just limiting what I can do and what I'm capable of so yeah I think not going with what everyone says and just learning to be myself even though even when people think that me being me is weird or me being me is just otherwise Yes, that's so good. Um, And, you know, when you say be yourself, it's, you know, stepping into the person God has called you to be. And if we look at Jesus every day, he stepped into the person his father called him to be. And, you know, many people judged him. Many people thought he was weird. He was criticized. And that just shows that when we choose to follow Jesus and step into the person he has called us to be, we're going to face a lot of hardships, a lot of criticism, and um, a lot of hate. And, you know, as you said, many people won't agree and they won't understand what we're doing. But, you know, a Bible verse that really just comforts me in these moments um, is, I don't know what the chapter is. Um, And it says, do not focus on what is seen, but focus on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. And, you know, another verse that comes to mind is when Paul says, for I consider my present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory that is in Christ Jesus. And so, yes, the criticism, us losing friends, all the things that we're going to go through, it's real and it's hard. But what Paul is telling us here is to keep things in perspective. Yes, it's hard, but it's nothing compared to our future glory in heaven. And, you know, another thing with these boundaries is I think that it's super important that we set these boundaries ahead of time before we before we're actually in the temptation. Because if we're in the temptation and we're deciding, okay, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? It likens the chance of us actually falling into temptation because we haven't actually made our mind up if we're going to do this or not. So I wanted to ask you, what are some of the challenges you faced um, with being a Christian in school and how did you learn to overcome them? 
I've already spoken about the one, and that was people criticizing me or people judging me because of it. And I just learned that it's not everyone. Not everyone is meant to be in your life, and you can't make friends with everyone. Like you said, with Jesus, wherever he went, he was judged and he was criticized, but he still had a close group of friends that he kept with him. And he didn't go around making friends with everyone because he knew that they are set in a certain way and they are not accepting him right now, but he will just do his best to preach his gospel and let whatever people need to get from that, let them get what they want from that. So it's learning to be myself, even when people were criticizing me and just standing in my identity as a Christian and just knowing that, you know, let me just be Christian and God will do will do what he needs to do from that. Stand in my identity and not waver from that. And other challenges that I faced was also making time for him in high school. It wasn't the easiest thing to do because you have all this work, homework, tests, and all these projects and stuff. So I think one of the challenges was making time for him and knowing who I am through Christ's eyes as well. Because I know that as much as I said that I was a Christian, I would still kind of like believe what other people thought about me. I would still like get affected by what other people thought about me instead of just standing in my Christ identity and knowing who I am. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what I can think of right now. That's so good. I love how you, you know, you talked about learning to prioritize your time with God, because if you think about it, there are always going to be reasons why we shouldn't spend time with God. There's always going to be a distraction that's going to draw you away from spending time with God. But we need to say no to the distractions, say no to all the things that don't want us to prioritize our time with God and say yes to God. And if you think about it, why wouldn't you want to spend time with God. When you get more and more into his word, you just fall more and more in love with him. And the Bible says that when we draw near to God, he draws near to us back. And so, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins already. And so he paved the way for us to have a relationship with God. He made he took the big step for us now we need to take one little step forward and you know knock on god's door and when we knock on the door he will open when we draw near to god he is so gracious because you know we're a bunch of sinners but even though we're imperfect he still chooses to draw near and have a relationship with us Now, I love what you said about learning to find your identity in God and, you know, not what other people say you are. Because I think it's so easy to let other people define us and not let God define us. But, you know, the problem with letting other people's, you know, our peers, um, our teachers, you know, whoever define us is that we can't properly step into the person God has called us to be and do all the things he's called us to do if we're constantly worrying about other people's opinions. Because let's say God tells us to go tell someone the gospel, but we're so focused on other people's opinions, we won't be able to do that. We won't have the confidence and the courage to do that because we've put other people's opinions, we've made their voices so loud, I guess you could say, that we've blocked out God's voice. 
So coming back to this whole idea of reading your Bible and the importance of it, I think that it's very important to read your Bible, especially it's important to read your Bible in general. But, you know, one of the reasons it's important to read it in school is because what I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed it as well, but at school, you're going to hear so many different lies and so many different views, you know. What happens is God says something and then you get the devil. He'll come, he'll take what God says, he'll twist it and he'll make it into a lie. And then he'll feed the lies to a bunch of different people. And so one of the things I've learned from school is that you have to take what people tell you and then you have to compare it with the word of God. Because even though the things people tell you might sound true, sometimes they're just lies. That's why it's so important for us to know scripture, but also to memorize it. Because, um, you know, even when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness by the devil, the devil quoted scripture to Jesus. So the devil knows scripture, but he twisted it a bit. So um, that's why it's so important for us to know scripture. So do you have some tips on how girls can boldly live out their faith in school? you've touched on it and that's reading your bible and praying because i know it's done a lot for me and i've seen how it changed my life because when you are spending time with him you're growing spiritually and when you grow spiritually it means now that your spirit is higher than your flesh and you're not gonna follow things that aren't god it's just about putting that first and then Everything that you need will come from your relationship with God. Everything will, will come from um, from your prayers, from the word, and just allowing God to do what he needs to do in and through you. So it's just seek after God through everything. Chase after him, and he will lead you to being who you are. He will lead you to standing firm in your identity and not wavering and not allowing everyone else and everything else to influence you in any way. Make him the center of your life and just give him everything and then everything else will come from that. I love that. I love what you said in the beginning, how, you know, when we read our Bible, we go spiritually. And I think, you know, a lot of the things with school is that many times we're tired after a long day of studying and all that stuff. We're tired or exhausted. And the last thing we want to do is read our Bibles, right? All you want to do is watch Netflix and just like, you know, read something but the Bible. But, you know, that is a physical rest. We need to also remember that we need to rest our spirit. And, you know, we not only need to feed our bodies, but we need to feed our spirit the right things, not Netflix or TV. You know, we need to feed our spirit with the word of God because, you know, the Bible tells us that we are to walk in the spirit and not the flesh. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how the spirit and the flesh are in constant conflict with each other. So, you know, who's going to win? And the only way for the spirit to win is if the spirit is stronger than the flesh. And the only way the spirit is going to be stronger than the flesh is if we're constantly feeding it. The way you feed your flesh is by sinning, but that's not really going to get you anywhere. So I wanted to ask you, 
what are some of the ways you stayed close to God during high school? Because I feel like when you get to high school or when you get to school in general, you step into a new environment, you're away from your home, your parents, you're away from the church. And a lot of people lose their faith in school. Um, and the Bible tells us to um, stay close to God in the days of your youth. So what are some of the ways you are staying close to God? Maybe not back in high school, but just in general. I'll start with high school because in high school, I would attend a lot of church camps. So my church would normally organize camps every, like for four, four times a year, either week long camps or weekend camps. So we knew that every time school closed, I'm going to church camp. That's what helped me a lot also because that's where my relationship with God actually started. It's going to those camps and learning a lot from those camps and then taking what I learned with me home and into my school. And going to those camps opened my eyes because they wouldn't teach things like, oh, you need to you need to repent, or you need to read your Bible, but they would teach heavier things, like things that would feed your spirit and things that would then move you and lead you towards applying what you learned into your life. So I like that because it encouraged me to then start my relationship with Christ. It encouraged me to seek my identity in God and living, trying to live my life for him. So it was just attending those camps and putting myself in that kind of environment. Also, when I go back to school, you know, everyone knows that I'm a Christian. I'd say that I'm a Christian. And that would either bring people towards me or bring people away from me. So I know that with my friends, I had people who kind of moved away from me because I decided to focus on God because I wanted to have a relationship with God. But I also had people who our relationship grew stronger because of Jesus. So having those type of people in my life also helped me to stand in my Christ identity because we could then talk about Jesus and we could help each other on this, on the path. You know, I remember I had this one friend where every Friday we'd stay at school and we'd have like a Bible study just to talk about Jesus and stuff. And she would invite me to like church, her church and their youth nights and stuff. So we'd go to that. And I also had a had another friend that I met and we're actually pretty we're still pretty close now. And our relationship became closer and closer. And through the years, our relationship with God grew as well. And when we are speaking to each other, we don't just speak about worldly things. We talk about God. We grow each other. So like I would ask him questions like, okay, what do you think about this? Or what 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 what's your interpretation of this? And he'd let me know and we do the same thing. I'd explain concepts to him and we'd have a whole like hour long conversations just talking about God and talking about the word and all of that. So I think having people in my life who would help who would help me stay rooted in Christ that helped a lot that is so good I love how you um said in the beginning how you weren't afraid to share your faith with Jesus you know Jesus was a part of you and you weren't afraid to show that part of yourself to the world because the reality of life is that many people are afraid to share their faith with their friends because they're um, afraid they're going to lose certain people or they're afraid that their friends are not going to like them but again 
then that is why we shouldn't be so focused on other people's opinions, but rather let God's opinions of us and let God's opinion of every situation have the final say and the final authority. And, you know, you mentioned how when you started to share your faith with people, certain people started to leave you, but then other people started to come in your life. And that just shows that when we do learn to live our life for Christ and live our boldly, God will take certain people and certain things out of our lives. And in the moment, it seems painful, but once we've come out that season, we can look back and be like, wow, God thank you. You know, God brings people into our lives that can help us draw needs to him and help us draw closer to him, which is why it's so important for us to surround ourselves with a godly community. You know, the Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals. You can't grow your relationship with God if you're surrounded by people who cause you to sin. You know, I guess some people, they find it hard to find Christian community. And so surround yourself with people that can help you be a better person, people that can help you grow and be a better version of yourself that you can be. Um, And so I wanted to ask you, do you have advice for anyone how to make Christian friends or make friends that can benefit their lives in a better way? Work on your relationship with God. Like I quoted Matthew 6, 33 in the beginning, about how seek Christ's kingdom and everything will follow. Just be true to who you are and stand in your Christ identity. Um, a friend of mine said this today. He said, Jesus is contagious. And it reminded me of um, a verse in Matthew chapter 5, I think, 5.16, where it says, let your light shine so that others may see the good that you do and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. I think live your life as a Christian and the type of people in your type of people the people who God wants into your life, they will naturally gravitate towards you. They will naturally come towards you because of the fact that you are standing in your Christ identity and they are seeing you. They're seeing something different in you that is attracting them towards you. So it's just living out who you truly are in Christ and that will then attract people into your life because, you know, like it's like Jesus. Jesus was himself from the very get-go. He didn't let anyone's opinion or anyone's criticism or anyone's judgment um, change him. He was just himself. And wherever he went, he always had people who would call after him. Then he always had has people, have people who would come to him and chase after him. And it's the same with us. When we are showing God in the world, when we are letting God's light shine in the world, that will attract all the people that need to come towards us. So I think... Just you work on your relationship with God. That's the most important because the way that your relationship with God will kind of be the the basis and the foundation for your relationships with anyone else. And it will help a lot. If you show Christ, if you live your life as Christ, people who God needs to be in your life or people that will help you on your journey, they will naturally be attracted to you because of that. I love that. And, you know, what you said that really stood out to me was, you know, be yourself, be who you are for Jesus and don't let other people's opinions shake you. Don't Mm -hmm. let other people's viewpoints or, you know, what other people say, break down your Christianity. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. 
Well, Nokusitanda, I had such an amazing time having this conversation with you. Can you tell everyone where to find you, your social media platforms, your YouTube channel, all that good stuff? Well, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for God's Daughter Ministries. And we also have an email address that you can use for any form of communication, as well as a WhatsApp number that you can use for any form of communication. I'm open to you guys. So if you want to have a conversation about anything, y'all can just hit me up. Well, I will put all her details in the description of this episode. Thank you so much again for having this conversation with me. Guys, please go check out her YouTube channel. She has such amazing content that just glorifies God and will help you grow um, your relationship with God and get closer to Him every single day. Well, guys, that is it for today's episode. Remember and never forget, Jesus loves you. Peace.